What's up? This is Vegas, Mr. 702, a.k.a. Westside on Minds. And thank you for tuning in to another beautiful production of Under the Armour Podcast. I appreciate you taking the time out of your day, giving me that positive energy, and allowing your ears to be tantalized and entertained by my words. So come with me as we once again go Under the Armour. Do your values align with your goals? Now, if you're in the military or if you was in the military, you know, they preach the warrior values, the warrior ethos. I'm strong and physically fit, skilled and proficient in my task and drill. And so I don't even know, even before then, like just looking back at like basketball, you know, if you play sports, you pretty much had the, the team values. If you were in the army, you had the military values and so on and so on. But as adults, I am blessed to be reading this book about minimalism. And I find myself to be a functional minimalist. Like I'm not, I have the ability to live out of a backpack. The the military taught you that when you were going in the field, that there are just a lot of things that you don't need. However, I also value or I also want to honor the hard work and dedication that I have in this life. And there are just some things I'm just simply going to indulge in. Like I have a I have a moderate suit, suit collection and I have a vast suit selection. Both of these things are not necessarily um within the scope of the minimalist but there are very there are a lot of things in my personal life that i try to minimize just to make life simple and easy and one of the great questions of this book was just talking about how one of the philosophies of being a minimalist is assuring that your goals align with your values and i know that we have so many different values in life we have you know discipline and happiness and gratitude and knowledge and peace and purpose and responsibility and service and integrity and patience spirituality modernization and innovation freedom community social acceptance we like we have all these different values and so like i feel like it's very easy in our day and age to I'm not going to say not know your values, but to maybe not honor your values. And I think where that shows up often is do our values align with our goals? Now, as a personal trainer, after you have the quote unquote initial meeting with a potential client, the first thing that y'all do is y'all talk about goals. And oftentimes, I think that you can really, 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 really hear the cliches like, I want to lose weight. I want to lose 10 pounds. I want to look good in my bikini. And and while those goals are important, I think when you have values behind those goals, um, they just, it, it, you that person seems to be a little more consistent. And, and a perfect example of that is a mom who has a goal of wanting to get back into um shape to do a marathon 
And that might be her goal, but her value is that she wants to live a healthy life in ways that will honor her children because she wants to be physically fit so she doesn't have to struggle or she doesn't have, she wants to reduce her chances of having any medical problems once they start to become of age. And I think that because her value is her commitment to her kids, she is focused on her physical longevity and her overall health, which then propels her to be able to do the type of work and keep the type of discipline that allows her to enact on her declaration. And so as you as a person, like, what is it that you value? Like, what is it that are non-negotiables? Like, if um, being, if you're, if you're in your 20s right now and you plan on having kids one day, there might be a goal or a value of, I want to be financially responsible for my children. And therefore, and therefore that value of being a protector and a provider for your children will then streamline your goal of education and your goal of education will be a stepping stone because you want to have a skill trade or a degree that is in demand that will allow you to have leverage within the workforce therefore meaning that a not only will you be able to get a job because that is a problem in this world we live in now, but B, you will be able to negotiate higher leverage of monetary funds because you have this special skill. I think that we as human beings have to periodically really check in with our own selves just to see if we're on the path. And that's because life is just moving so much faster. Like today is August the 24th, 2002. I, I feel like I just blinked. And yesterday we were entering into 2022. And now we're actually exiting it and going into another year. And because life is moving so fast, I think that our, our kind of handle on time is becoming uh, skewed. And where time might have moved slower it's not really doing that anymore. And everything is so stacked on top of each other that I would just encourage every and anyone to just take time to really assess their values. And and, and yes, we have a whole bunch of values, but, but just assess your top three or your top five. Really, I would just say your top three and just try to see if you can create a branch tree and make sure that these three values are really becoming the 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 base stone of of your personal life of your work life of your relationship with not only your significant other but your children you know making sure that these values are pretty much in every part of your life and then then clarifying and rechecking that these values come in your goals and making sure that you honor your values by honoring the process of your goals. If your goal is to, um, 
I don't know, eat better, then that value of being healthy, you should be honoring that with your decisions, your decisions when you feel like it and when you don't, because our values play an important part, not when everything is peachy and the sun is out and everything is going well. Our values are what shapes us and gives us the wherewithal to get back up when life has struck us down, gives us the ability to to enact self-discipline because there are certain things that we believe in that are non-negotiable. They give us the strength to be able to overcome all adversity. So just within a second of today or maybe tomorrow or whenever you're have a time to allow your mind to roam, can you please check and see if your values and make sure that your goals are in alignment with your values. What's up? Thank you for taking the time to tap into this podcast. If you want to follow me on social medias, you can follow me on Facebook at Joshua Broomfield. You can follow me on Instagram at VegasMr702.com. If you have any comments, feedback, or you have any suggestions for the podcast, you can go ahead and either hit me up directly on both those sites, or you can go ahead and email me at VegasMr702 at Gmail. Once again, thank you for checking out the podcast and follow me. I'll make sure to follow you back. Why you should never hit snooze on your alarm. Now, (laughs) Jesus, I wake up at 4.30, Monday through Friday, and it is tough. There are days where I honestly don't want, nor do I feel like getting out of bed. There are days where my will is not that great. And I begin to have an internal monologue of, well, you don't need to wake up at 4.30. You can go back to sleep for a couple minutes and then wake up. You don't need to do all the things you do before you go to work. Uh, just go ahead and just 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 head out the door. And I think that that's, it's, it's comical. But the one thing that I do is when I wake up, I try to put my feet on the ground as soon as possible. So I begin to try to put myself in a position to be successful with this battle that's going on. Because I know, I we all know that feeling of when that alarm clock go off and you haven't had enough sleep or you haven't had a good night's sleep or you was tossing and turning and, and it was just not ideal. Like so many situations can affect what happens when that alarm clock goes off. And for me, it's 4.30. For you, it might be 7. You know, for, for other people, it might be 8. It might be 8.30. But whenever that alarm clock goes off, get up. I so vehemently believe that your first battle of wills is that alarm clock. Because you set that alarm clock as a agreement with your future self that when this alarm clock goes off, I'm going to get up and start my day. 
And so when you press snooze, you've already lost a battle. And I and I and I and like I say, this 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 is something that I just so strongly believe in that your first win of the day is not when you get to work. It's not when you you know get to the parking lot and you get the ideal parking spot. It's not when you finish your first task. It's literally when your alarm goes off and you're able to honor that commitment and turn that alarm off and get up and get about your day. It is a psychological win because you've made a commitment the the night before, or if you're a person that works a set schedule, you've made this commitment time and time again. And by you honoring the commitment of actually getting up, you're putting yourself in a situation that you're already building that momentum. And for me, I think like successful momentum is paramount throughout life, especially on your day to day. Like you might have the worst day in the world, but you got up on time without having to renegotiate. And for me personally, make my bed, Um, wake up, get up, make my bed. Now I feel like I've had two wins. I woke up without without an additional negotiation and I've already organized my bed for entry for the end of the night. And I know like everybody doesn't make their bed, but trust me, I you know, if you've been in the military, you know, you do not, you do not, you do not wake up and not make your bed. And no, I don't keep the 45s on there and my bed is not so tight now that you can bounce a quarter on it, but it's made. Like literally as this podcast is being conducted, I can verify that my bed is made. And so with those two wins, I feel like I really begin to pick up steam for each and every day that I'm here because I feel like you you get into the flow. You get into the flow of life by positively progressing throughout the day. So like if you was to put a task list down on your day and you had an opportunity to check off three of them before you went into, I guess you could say your workplace then you already are rolling. And we all know, we've all had that getting to work, getting waking up, feeling refreshed, turning your alarm off, knocking out all the things you need to do in the morning, getting to work without having to feel rushed or that you're running late, getting to your station or your desk or your cubicle, having enough time to sit down and trying to set things in motion. And then you just go in there and you crush the day. But crushing that day started when you didn't turn snooze on that alarm. And that's the beauty of that first initial self-discipline. Because it takes it 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 takes a mighty amount of self-discipline to not give yourself quote unquote extra rope. Like, imagine you just land there, especially especially if your phone is your alarm clock 
and your phone is something that you can turn off or even to a certain extent if you have a a, a smart device such as a, an alexa or whatever you can literally turn and hurt off or on without even saying anything like you 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 i mean not without even saying anything but without moving like you you can turn the system on or off without having to physically get up and i think that 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 in itself is a little dangerous like you gotta put them feet on the ground get that blood flowing because you know when you lay down like everything's not circulating and so to get up and to get flowing is gonna help you wake yourself up but more and more i just i and i also feel like this oftentimes when we snooze we snooze to the point where we have to wake up frantic and and we all have done it we we we've all done it i've done it you've done it we've all done it we've all pushed snooze to the point where it took a hell mary you know sweet baby jesus miracle for us to actually make it to our destination on time or we had to sacrifice instead of taking a shower we just brushed our teeth instead of being fully ready we left for our lunch instead of you know making sure that everything that we needed for that day we end up forgetting something and i think when you wake up in that type of chaos the rest of your day becomes chaotic but you could have stopped that you could have stopped that when your alarm went off and you and you press the alarm off and you continued and you and you and you woke got up and you did things that you needed to do as far as your morning preparation and that allowed you to continue to have a successful morning which then turned into a successful evening which then turns into a successful night because how you set your day up it, it, it's going to count a toll like no action is void of a consequence whether it be good or whether it be bad and another one of the things that they teach you in the army it is better to be 15 minutes early than to be five minutes late and i think that's the type of negotiation you're giving yourself when you start to play do i need to wake up do i need to honor my alarm can i hit the snooze button 15 more minutes really is not going to hurt me or really not going to stop me from getting what i need to be done no you wake up you get up and then you get about your day because like I told you before, your first battle is a battle that you made within yourself because you set your alarm as a commitment to get up as, at this time in order to be fully prepared for the day. So once you start negotiating that time, you start negotiating internally with yourself and your level of overall discipline. If changed is forced upon you, you must resist the temptation to overreact or feel sorry for yourself. Robert Greene. Now, I'm a big believer in Stoicism. I think that Stoicism should be taught as a fundamental philosophy in high school. I think that we as human beings are so blessed to have so many things and I think that the Stoic philosophy really, really, really helps that high school whimsical, not really knowing much about the world, and then, you know, going into your college years. How often in life does things feel or even seem unfair? All the time, every time. Like, there are so many times where we might witness something and we think, like, 
that should not be happening. Or there are individuals that we hold dear that at one time or another can or will be trying to hurt us, whether it be emotionally, mentally, spiritually, physically, financially. And we have such a great ability to assess blame to others and to ins- to put blame on the situation. And that's one of the main things that is really a foundation of stoicism, that we accept that there are so many things in life that are outside of one's control. And for a person like me, whew, that lesson in itself, oh man, you talk about just one of the hardest lessons I've ever had to experience because I, I'm i a real type A type person. That don't make no sense. It does make sense. I have extreme type A person, personality. So I always want to be in control. And at one point in my life, if I wasn't in control, it would give me just insane amounts of anxiety. And then on this journey to stoicism, I had to really admit something. I had to admit that if I was to be honest with myself, most things in life are outside of my control. Like I don't control what the weather is going to be like tomorrow. I don't control if I'm going to be able to use power or water. Yes, I'm, I'm, I definitely can pay my bills. But if a thunderstorm happens in Georgia and it knocks out the water, the power on my street, it, it, it's a natural cause that's going to prevent me from being able to use the power like I would if the thunderstorm hadn't have came. And while I want to be in control of everything, the only really thing that I have control over is myself, my actions, and to a certain extent, my thoughts. Now, I know that is one of the most just hardest pills to swallow. However, if you think about it, accepting that you don't control everything actually helps you be in more control of the things that you can control. If we're... If we was to be honest, we really look at life that's biased towards us. Like, and I'm not saying we necessarily have a victim mentality, but we're always going to try to spin a story that gives us an advantage, that makes us seem right, especially in our own head. Like, we we oftentimes have trouble being transparent with our own selves. If you if you listen to this podcast, if you're an avid listener, you hear me say all the time, the person that we lie to the most 
is ourselves. Like we omit facts, like we on purposely forget key events that might have shaped a situation. And that's because we want, we we, we kind of say we want life to be fair, but we don't. We don't want the universe to just be fair. We want the universe to actually bend towards us. And that's not fair. That in itself is not fair because we're not necessarily wanting to take the good with the bad. If we were all to be honest, the things that we want to happen to us is the good with the good. However, in this stoicist thoughts, one of my favorite sayings, Amor Fati, that all things in life will work themselves out. And if we, if I, as a person, understand that the good and the bad is necessary, and I really don't have an ability to control everything, and that my focus should be accepting that truth while also concentrating on controlling the things that I can, which is myself, which are my actions, which are my reactions, which is my thought process, which is my ideological makeup, which is my schema. If I focus on that, then I am walking a more realistic life and I'm able to maneuver through life a bit easier. Like we have to understand there are so many things that we can't change. We have to accept it or we have to leave it. And what is a good option may not be a great option upon further discovery. However, what we can always do is just have an insane ethical amount of self-accountability. And I know that's a hot word. I mean, all on YouTube, you know, every motivational speech, everything about that. But I think like that's one of the things of acceptance is being like, I can't control everything. I can't change, nor can I affect everything, but I can control myself. And the one thing that helps me control myself is taking absolute responsibility. It means taking absolute responsibility that everything that has happened to me, both good and bad. And I know that that in itself is difficult because so many times it can be easier or it can be even something psychologically inside of us that wants to blame others, other people, and others for what happened. But even when blaming those other people, it was one's choice to even deal with them. Like I take responsibility for everything that's happened because either I allowed it, I involved myself in it, or I did not take the proper steps to prevent it. And so that extreme accountability has just helped me so much in life.
And it helps me not be mad at other people. It helps me to not be going to look for faults inside of other people. And it helps me to rectify the situation much, much, much quicker. Because when you are trying to take the absolute responsibility for all things, you begin to move quicker to a solution. Even if the solution means you have to do things like swallow a pill, you know, do something you might not want to do, because you know that this is the right solution and this is the solution that's going to make things better because you took accountability for it because accountability is hard accountability is so hard and if accountability was easy we would all be accountable but when you can accept and take ownership of all things coming your way i really feel like you really unlock a just a new level of being because no excuses, no stories, no phrases, no victimizing, no nothing. It's just, it's wrong. I'm responsible for it. I'm accountable for it. And I need to take the proper steps in order to fix it, to correct it. And you might not fix it at all. You might not fix it whatsoever you might actually have to admit that like what has happened is not only wrong but you might have to admit to somebody like you know i misjudged i had an error in judgment or my my ideas were not that good or you know we did this and then it didn't work that's really where that accountability i thought that this was going to work and it didn't work and now i cannot fix it by myself so I must first acknowledge that it's wrong, and then I must ask for help. Ooh, I feel like that is, is, is boss energy. That is when you are truly being stoic, when you are able to be accountable for taking a risk to something, realizing that that risk is not going to be in your favor, and then owning up to that mistake. What would happen if all the adults in America were to be 50% more accountable for their actions, their reactions, their thoughts, their behavior, their habits? What would happen? Thank you for listening to another episode of this podcast. Thank you for allowing my words and my thoughts to occupy space in your brain. Thank you for giving me the time to express myself in an articulate way. However, I must, I must encourage you to be more real, be more human, and be more honest. And please continue to listen because each and every week we shall dive deeper and deeper under the armor.